Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwall Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 3, Episode 10 of Charmed. We all scream for ice cream. We were on a pretty solid run of good episodes, and uh, then this one just came up and slapped us in the face, huh? It's fine. It's fine. It's... Like Coyote Piper, it's kind of not as bad as its premise. Actually, Wait, no, 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 Piper I'm backing was... off on that immediately. Okay, because that episode was awesome. Yeah, this episode is not actively bad, I guess. It's a little, uh, it's a little much. Okay, so a lot of times we'll jokingly talk about, oh, spoilers for the end of this episode, even though hopefully you're going to listen to this whole podcast or, you know, or you've watched the episode or you don't care. You know what I mean. Anyway, but the thing about this episode is there are some episodes of Charmed that I remember and I'm like, oh my God, that episode is so good. And there are some episodes of Charmed that I remember and I think, oh, that episode's so bad. And there are some episodes that I don't remember at all. This one is just like, oh, right. The episode with the ice cream man that we think is a demon, but then it turns out that he actually captures demon children. And that's all. That's, that's it. That's, that's, that's. That sentence exists in my head with no emotion behind it. Like, I can't even, when I reflect back on it, remember if I think it's a good or bad episode. It's just, right, the one with the demon children. I mean, just the premise is off-putting. It's... Okay, they were going for, like... An angelic child predator? I think they were going for... And is this a record? How, How... we, we aren't even, like, five minutes into the podcast. I think they were going for a thing like in Buffy. <laughs> where, you know, the the very first moments of the very first episode when we see this innocent schoolgirl about to be, we think, eaten by a monster. And then, oh, it's actually Darla and she's the monster. I think that's what they're going for. But the problem is, first of all, it, it, it's still it's still a grown man attacking children so that's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and secondly predatory children aren't a thing oh i was going the opposite way they're not unusual enough in fiction for it to be like a twist right it's just like oh it's just 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 some children of some corn yeah or that zombie girl the beginning of dawn of the dead or like it's a thing and the reason it's a thing is because Pet Cemetery did it. Oh, so... oh we we can't just sit here and list all of the evil children in media. It, you're right; it's a very established trope. Because it's a natural thing to be afraid of the concept of children. That's a normal thing. They're literally going to replace you. Yes, I was also thinking that. Yeah, I mean they are going to replace you, and also parenthood is scary because it means addressing the idea of your own mortality because. Plus, it's the whole avert, aversion, aversion of the uh, you know, typical thing that you see when horror. You know, something that's supposed to be comforting, something that's supposed to be aspirational or whatever is instead evil and will trap you and destroy you. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the reasons this doesn't work. <laughs> except, except that it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, so here's a question. Mm-hmm. And, and we're just, I'm just getting all sorts of ahead of ourselves here. Mm-hmm. But the ice cream man himself is played by Bill Lawrence's go-to creepy guy. Yeah. If the ice cream man had been more handsome, 
or like stereotypically pleasing, mm-hmm. would this episode have rung differently? Like if it wasn't the creepy guy and the angelic children, if it was like a handsome ice cream man who like you could see one of the girls falling for and then they realize, oh wait, he actually is the good guy and the children are the bad guys and then they could actually get worked up at the end when he died. No. That wouldn't have changed the that wouldn't have I, shifted things for you? No, I just it's it's a flawed premise. It's flawed right from the like like you said when we were watching it, I get it. It's like a the ring thing. You helped her, right? And I actually like that turn, but I don't know. It's not It just doesn't land well. Yeah. Also It's like also okay. We should just get into it and okay. start talking about what, the episode. What, one more thing. Okay. One more thing. Okay. Maybe it's just because I'm old now. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, you're scared of children. Grow the fuck up, man. Okay. And not everyone has to have kids, but like, come on. Calm down. They're children. And like, I mean, I get it. If you're a demon, you'd want to look like a kid because then it would make people, you know less likely to attack you like there's a psychological component yeah to being a demonic child this is also like just taking that form you know what we'll we'll get into it (laughs) when we get into the episode this is uh, arguably more importantly the introduction of new dad yeah speaking of like parenthood this is this is where uh victor bennett is introduced yes he gets his he gets his rehab so, the episode opens weird. There's a guy who's, like, checking out Piper at the bar, and Phoebe's like, hey, you gonna bang that guy? And Piper's like, I'm engaged. And Phoebe's like, that's not a no. What? what, what what's going on, Phoebe? I, I, I am as confused as you are. It's almost like the writers forgot that Leo existed, and then when they were corrected on it, they were like, oh, well, we'll just throw a line in there. I'm not going to rewrite this whole scene. So, meanwhile, Prue has a song stuck in her head. And she's like, hey, Phoebe, do you recognize this song that I have stuck in my head? And Phoebe's like, I need to hear the song. And Prue's like, oh, I don't want to sing it because you'll make fun of me. And Phoebe's like, we won't make fun of you. Here's the thing. They're in a club with loud music playing and Prue just hums it. I'm like, there's no way you could possibly figure you are not in the right environment for that. And Prue is all like, I just want to talk to your DJ and see if he recognizes it. Because, you know, Shazam doesn't exist yet. That is true. And or Although Shazam doesn't really help with something you hum. There's another app that helps with songs you hum, but I forget the name of it. Hmm. It's not as catchy as Shazam. So, I was going to say that this is the most atonal song ever, but we found we find out later it's like the devil's chord, so that's fine. Also, Prue's psychic in this episode. Like, well, she's having like psychic dreams, which is different than premonitions. Yeah, I, I'm not saying Prue's so run out of her own stuff; she's literally borrowing her sister's powers. Well, I mean, they've always had psychic dreams. Wait, no, that's Buffy. What is going on with the writers of this episode? Also, why, why, were these actresses just super mean to the costume people this episode? Oh my god, Prue's hair is so bad. Well, but also, her outfit is terrible, and so is Phoebe's. Like, I, 
don't I don't know what's going on. But yeah, Prue's been having dreams about this weird melody she can't get out of her head. And I would understand if it was like later in the episode after they've dealt with the ice cream truck and she's like, oh, that sounds familiar. But she's just kind of getting this memory out of nowhere or I guess the ice cream truck just got back into town and it's psychically triggering dream memories or something so the ice cream truck puts out the song and it's like kind of a pied piper thing Mm -hmm. where it attracts magical creatures to it and that's how he captures demons so the song is summoning Prue because she's a magical creature, even though she's not evil. The same as it's summoning the children. Well, the girls don't hear it, though. Just Prue. And she's the one who had a personal connection with it, because... Right, because she went there... Yeah, she and the reason she got sucked in was because she was trying to stop it from taking a little boy who was actually a demon when she was a little kid. We're just spoiling this episode all over the place, so... I feel like it's it's a like she has a connection to the truck because she's been in the weird nether space that exists in the truck, maybe. I mean, maybe that's why she has a stronger connection to the truck, but it makes sense to me that they establish before we see the truck why she's hearing that song. It's very important that it does not lure her, though, unlike with the children. Even when she was little. Right. But she is... This Okay, this scene shouldn't have happened in P3. Like... They wanted her to come in and be like, hey, I was going to ask the DJ if he knows this song, but they should have done this in the manner she could have been humming the song and then explained that, you know, she was hearing it in her dream over and over again, and then she's not humming it over, like, 90s alt-rock. What? Who? Who? Well, well, they had to establish that there's a guy who's looking for Piper for some reason. Looking at Piper. Speaking of creepers. Well, we find out later in the episode that he is specifically looking for the Charmed Ones for some reason. It feels like he should just be looking for, I don't know, Leo or just the Ice Cream Man in general. Because it turns out that the current Ice Cream Man was going to retire and this red herring guy is the new Magic Ice Cream Man. I don't know. This episode feels like it could have used a couple more drafts or possibly to have just been a different episode altogether. (laughs) Yeah, it, it really is. No, no, but this is... The kind of episode where I feel like we could sit down and knock out a better version of it as opposed to, like, our upcoming werewolf episode where maybe just don't. There's a werewolf episode coming up? Eventually coming up. Oh, the PMS werewolves. I didn't want to give it away. Yes, the PMS werewolf episode. We have mentioned the PMS werewolves on this show before. (laughs) Yeah, this, I mean, again, it's not a bad episode. It's just, and... I feel like this is one of those episodes where talking about it is not going to do it any favors. Oh, yeah, definitely not. But, like... This is not an episode that stands up to scrutiny. You sit down and watch it, and it's just like it's over. Which, if that's what you want out of an episode of Charmed, then this is a fine episode, I guess. (laughs) This is the episode for you! So we hard cut to the alley outside of P3. Or an alley somewhere, where a little boy who is just wandering around in the middle of the night uh, is attracted to an ice cream truck that sucks him in. Yes. Actually, this should be the giveaway for the audience that the children are demons because he's just walking around San Francisco in the middle of the night being drawn to uh, ice cream trucks. Yes. Yes. Why? uh, Well, it's the men in black thing. Right. Why why is little Susie wandering around a street full of monsters holding a bunch of physics books? Clearly something's going on there. Although in Buffy. Wow. Look, 
circled right back again to Buffy. Uh, when they're, when uh, Buffy sees Angel and Drusilla, it's when Angel stops Drusilla from eating a kid who's in a park uh-huh. in like the middle of the night. And he's like, come on, mom, you're so late when he's just sitting in the park waiting. I'm like, okay, who was the last like family in the park who is leaving? And we're just like, let's just leave this kid in this park in Sunnydale. Okay, I was going to say that's how it was in the 90s. But yeah, Sunnydale. Yeah. Like, I know it's not the sort of thing you should do, but normally, but. This does feel like it maybe call CPS situation or something. Oh, no, no. But definitely a, like, ask the kid, like... I mean, yeah. It's, it's literally asking for death for your child. To leave a kid after sunset in Sunnydale. Like, that yeah. is, you should not have that child anymore. But, like, as another adult, I'm not going to call CPS, uh you know just based on that but i am gonna like ask the kid if they want like someone to wait with them or like a walk home or something yeah but you you don't know maybe the mom got bit by a vampire on her way to pick up the kid yeah so you shouldn't give the kid (laughs) back to the mom then yeah, I guess that's true, but that doesn't mean that the dad's an unfit parent. As far as you know, the dad's gonna stake the mom as soon as she gets home. I'm just saying. Should should a- should Angel have lost custody of Connor just because? Yes. <laughs> no matter what the end of that sentence is, yes. Oh yes, but this is not welcome to LA. City of Angels. Yeah, or again, welcome to Sunnydale. So it's the next morning. A child has been sucked into an ice cream van, presumably by a monster, but who knows? Mm-hmm. And Prue is dreaming of a white Christmas. She's dreaming of a sepia tone Christmas. Yes, but there is snow. Yes, that's how we know it's a memory, though, because it's sepia tone. Yes. She, she's dreaming of a snowy playground where she's running around and, uh-oh, a man grabs her, and it's not a man we've seen before. But or it, is it? But but it is, because it's her father. Yes. Like, we're aware that it's her father, even though it is definitely not any father we've seen. It's not her weird, sexy, naked dad from season oh, one. Oh, that was uncomfortable and not okay at all. Yeah, they really backtracked it with New Dad. New Dad is aggressively not a sexual being. Good! Yes. That is a good thing. So... In the living room, Phoebe's on her giant, giant laptop. Mm -hmm. It's weird, both giant and small. It's compact but thick. I'm trying to think of a good way to describe this because it is both very big and very not. Well, I mean, it's a a 2000s laptop. It's, you know, what you would expect. Yeah. So Phoebe is doing her coal research in the middle of... The kitchen where literally anyone can see her, but Prue comes into the room and she quickly switches to something else. Ah, but the something else she switches to is... Also something she's trying to hide from her sisters. Well, it's her instant messaging application that is not AOL Instant Messenger, which is what she would definitely be using at this time period. Hmm. And she gets an instant message from an old friend and Hmm. then slams it shut. Yeah. Yeah. So, Prue's like, are you hiding something? Did you actually not murder your boyfriend? And Phoebe's like, no, I was doing porn school research. 
I was I was hiding something completely unrelated. And then Piper comes in and is like, hey, I was in a building downtown for random reasons. And I think I saw Dad. No, 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 no. A friend of Piper's from childhood ah. was in a building downtown for some reason and thought that she saw their dad. Which, was this a different enough time period where you would call your friend about that? Because I can't imagine, like... Well, if you were a good enough friend that you knew that, like, their dad took off and it was everything was really weird between them yes except we've seen the charmed ones don't have any friends that are that good what about their friend who had a kid that one time or all the people who will show up to their funerals later (laughs) it's 24 hour party people yeah they have a lot of those kind of friends i will say that when piper says that you know her friend saw their dad prue says dad is in victor which I appreciate because, as you said, this is a completely new dad. Yes. This I mean, is new dad. I mean, the old dad was also named Victor, but... Yes. It's like that crazy... Different last name, though. Yes, different last name. But she doesn't say, dad is in Victor Bennett. Mm. Although, she should have. They should have gone all in on that. Yeah, they should have done like they did in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend when they replaced... With, with new Greg, yeah. Yeah, when they replaced Greg and they did a whole song about it. And honestly, I... I love the way they did that in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. If you haven't watched the show, well, first of all, watch the show. It's amazing. Um, But secondly, they replaced the actor and they addressed it in the show as, you know, when somebody you knew really well leaves and a lot about them changes and they come back. It's like meeting an entirely new person. Yeah. Like they made it fit thematically. I don't think they should have brought Greg back, but I also knew that they had to bring Greg back because it was... Such an unresolved thing for Rebecca, even though in real life that is how things go. And they had a whole song about that, but... Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, they had to they had to deal with it. Like, you, you know, the, the... The group mind has decided you're in love song? Yes. Like, the show understood what the audience was doing and knew that it had to give the audience closure on all of the... All three of the possible end games for anybody to be satisfied with the ending uh of course this is firmly a rebecca nathaniel household that Thank is you correct that is correct in this house we ship rebecca and nathaniel anyway anyway jumped. so it may be a new dad but uh prue is back to her old attitude regarding him prue had kind of reached this sort of peace with victor last time we were dealing with victor stuff where she's like look I'm, I know that he's not someone I can ever rely on, but I don't resent him for not being there anymore. It is what it is. I'm just, I've learned to let it go and to enjoy the good memories and just to let the bad stuff fall by the wayside. But now, Prue is like, fuck dad! I mean, Victor. Screw him. Yeah. And Piper is like, hey, come on, Prue. I know that our life is weird, but... He's he's all we have left. And Prue's like... <laughs> Grimes is ghost. She lives in the attic. Also, like, we have each other because we're, like, sisters. That's the whole theme of our show. And, and you don't have him. He's not been in your life for decades. Also, I know Constance Emberge is still on the show at this point, but this feels like a real thematically speaking brad kern resting control away from her because the whole idea is it's a show about 
under her reign is that it's a show about sisterhood and now all of a sudden it's like yeah but we still need a father right yeah they kind of go to weird lengths to bring victor back and make him a character who seems like he's going to be more a part of the show than he is he shows up like twice a season it's very odd that they felt the need to bring him back like this and i'm saying this with absolutely zero knowledge of what went on behind the scenes to decide that they needed to have a dad and that it needed to be like a nice guy Mm -hmm. but it really feels like brad kern kind of inserting himself into the story that constance burge was trying to tell okay i'm gonna hold off on this for a little bit I do want to delve more, not specifically into that, but into the radical shift in Victor Bennett's personality. But I'm going to wait until he actually shows up for it. Okay. So, Piper wants to meet Dad, new Dad. Uh, She's like, if he's in town, then we should, you know, we should try to mend some bridges. And Piper's like, and Phoebe's like, I'm weirdly, uh, you know, not getting involved in this, even though I went to New York to find Dad as sort of the inciting incident of the show or the inciting incident of the show being me returning from new york where i had gone to look for dad at some point that's quite a mouthful yeah so prue is in an elevator she has to go to work yes she said she was going to go do a photo shoot and when she gets into the elevator she sees the fedex delivery guy whistling the song that she has had in her head so she no no she hears it and it's oh she she hears the song being yeah and she's looking around she's looking at all of the different people but she doesn't see who's whistling it until a woman and her daughter leave she couldn't see the daughter because of all the taller people in the she she tries to get out and follow them but it is a super crowded elevator so so is the little girl a demon then or can regular kids hear the it 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 is not a tone you would hum it is. Very atonal and kind of unpleasant to listen to. Maybe it's like a different... Maybe her, maybe the daughter is a different magical creature that's completely unrelated. And so she can hear the music, but she's not drawn to it. Mm. So, meanwhile, Piper has gone to the building where her father was spotted. And, um, Max? Mm-hmm? Why? Maybe this is a real place in San Francisco, so maybe I'm about to sound foolish. But why is there a giant copy of Rodin's thinking man in the center of the lobby of this building no clue i was gonna ask why is piper dressed like a vampire priest or something oh i thought we covered that because all of these actresses pissed off the costume master apparently it's 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 a very odd shirt well it's it's very it's black and it's like high collared and then she's wearing a really long gray skirt it's which do not go together well yeah it, it's like it's like goth sister wife <laughs> yes that yes if you had a goth sex cult this is the sort of thing one would wear so she goes to the reception lady and she's like excuse me does a victor bennett work in this building and the woman's like a lot of people work in this building that's how office buildings work I was actually impressed that she apparently, like, looks it up. And she's like, nope, there is no man named Victor Bennett employed here. Oh, I'm, I'm sure she was just like, boop, 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 boop. No, no one no <laughs> one with that name works here. Please leave. And then she's like, okay, so here's a picture of him from 20 years ago. Have you seen this man? Like, mentally age him 20 years and pretend he's played by a different actor. According to this computer program, he would look 
20 years older. Oh, and then proving that she also doesn't know what her father looks like anymore. Piper chases down a guy in the lobby and is like, Dad! Dad! And then he turns around and she's like, oh, sorry, wrong guy. This is very embarrassing for Piper. Right? Although, I mean, is that meta? Is that like a meta commentary on the fact that it's a different actor? Mm. So, Prue is in the park with Phoebe? So, I don't know. She must have called Phoebe after she heard the song because she's at her photo shoot, but like... Other people are taking the pictures. Like, other people have set up the lights and are and we see flashes. So other people are taking pictures. And she's just off to the side chatting with Phoebe. Oh, by the way, Prue has a ambiguous relationship with... You remember Justin from last episode? That guy who was barely a character? Well, they had to mention him just so that we, like, know he still exists. Even though I don't know if we ever even see him again. Yeah. Apparently he's invited Prue to some family barbecue. And Prue's like... No, because I have family issues, because I have daddy issues. And Phoebe's like, Justin's such a great guy, you should go to the family barbecue. And Prue's like, I'm sorry, this is this is too many plots. This is like, I don't have room for what, like an F plot, an E plot? Like, no one cares about Justin. The family barbecue thing barely ties into the daddy issues thing that they're going for. Eh. Then she hears another child humming the tune and chases her down and is like, oh my god, little girl, don't be afraid of these two grown women running at you. Just tell me what that song is you're humming. And the girl gives her a withering look and points to the ice cream truck that's driving by. They did not pay this actress for lines. Actually, that actress is one of the demon girls. Oh, okay. She's credited as Freckles. Okay. For our premonition segment, I looked up all of the demon children to see if any of them became anyone, and no, they don't, but that's why I know that. <laughs> oh, right. This is how they discover the whole alternate dimension thing, the demon child. But uh, the little girl runs after the ice cream truck, and Phoebe's like, okay, see, it was just some ice cream truck you remember from, you know, a kid. Can we talk about your stupid relationship with that dumb guy we all hate? And Prue's like, uh, it's like the middle of January, it's like 30 degrees out, why is there an ice cream truck just kind of wandering around, and why isn't anyone else paying attention to it? And, okay. and Phoebe's like, oh, this is magic shit. But, okay, again, never been to San Francisco, No, don't know everything about it, but first of all, Prue's question is, what kind of child would want ice cream when it's this cold out? And the answer is, all of them. Kids don't care. Ice cream is good. And the other thing, I'm given to understand that San Francisco is, like, always cold because of its position on the bay. That is true. I've only been there a couple of times, but it's always sweater weather. I believe, I believe it was Benjamin Franklin. Actually, I'm not sure if it was. I think it was Benjamin Franklin <laughs> who said the harshest winter he ever spent was a, was a summer in San Francisco. Hey, Ben. What's with all those bodies they found in your basement? We ever going to get any answers on that? You heard about that, right? They found a bunch of bodies in Benjamin Franklin's basement. I did not hear about that. Well, then. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my point is, I feel like if you're going to have an ice cream truck in San Francisco at all, you may as well run it all year. Yeah. People always like ice cream. That's... Honestly, I'd be thrilled if an ice cream truck went by right now. Not the ice cream truck that goes around our neighborhood that's just, like, a minivan with, like, 
there's an ice cream truck. I mean, maybe it's an ice cream truck. Maybe it's just a demon trying to kill children because it, or a person trying to catch demon children. Because it's just a white panel van with, like, ice cream stickers on it. It's creepy. The guy just has, like, a, one of those, like, free, uh, not not freezers, but those, like, coolers. Yeah. It's just one of those stuffed with ice cream. I'm like, this can't possibly be a legal business. Like, I'm, I'm not going to call the cops on him, obviously, because that would be a monstrous thing to do but like i can't imagine you making money doing that it seems like your efforts would be better spent just getting a job well it's 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 like um it's like crisscross's hot dog van in 30 rock (laughs) yeah maybe it just gets him out of the house i don't know i I, I have no answers for you. I really don't. It's very weird. So, Prue and Phoebe get sucked into the, uh... Yeah, they see the little girl getting sucked into the ice cream van, and they try to rescue her and also get sucked into the ice cream van. Yes, and they are in... Okay, it's not sepia-toned anymore because it's not the past, but now it's blue-toned because it's a different dimension, and it's a winter dimension. <sighs> okay, so there's a bunch of elements in this that I think kind of work. Okay. I do really like the setting of the inside of the ice cream truck. I like the kind of alternate abandoned playground winter dimension. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool set piece. Oh, also they just, uh, important plot point. They don't have their powers when they're in this dimension. Yes. So the ice cream man appears behind them and is like, you don't belong here. And then he kind of just scoots off. Well, he sees like clouds or something, something ominous looking and he runs away. This is like, this is like alternate Lost, whereas Lost happened, was shot in Hawaii and everything happened on a, on a tropical island. This is like Lost except in a, in a winter forest area. So the best child actor in the episode, you can tell because they gave him the most lines by a lot, mm-hmm. runs up to Prue and Phoebe and is like, hey, you need to get out of here. The nothing is coming. There's this sort of like amorphous energy thing that hangs around this playground. And if it touches you, you disappear forever because it's the absence of things. Like, did you see Did you see uh, the second never-ending story movie? It's that. It's before the second never ending. It's a, that's the first never ending story. Oh, I was I was actually gonna do the quote. There was nothing. You mean a hole? No, a hole is something. This was nothing. All the never ending story movies kind of have the same plot, don't they? Well, although the third one does have Baby Jack Black in it as a villain. Okay, one I was unaware of that. I have only watched the first never ending story. Uh, movie. It, it's the good one, apparently. I do know that the novel... I, I do know that the first movie only adapts, like, the first half of the never-ending story of the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would make sense that they would all kind of be the same, because it's one story, and they kind of tried to make it... Well, they don't really go into the second half of the novel, because the second half of the novel is about, like, the kid ends up becoming the ruler of the country... And then he becomes sort of the villain because he keeps trying to change it to suit his needs. And, like... Is the NeverEnding Story... Is one of the sequels to the NeverEnding Story the one with the I Wish You Had a Heart? Or is that a different movie altogether? I think it's a different movie. I don't know. I Okay, where, like, the person gives him 
the thing where he can make wishes and like every time he makes a w- oh that might be the second one and like every time he makes a wish it he like loses a memory yeah. yeah yeah i think that's the second one and then his last wish is i wish you had a heart and then the the witch who was doing that is like ah oh, okay well now i guess i have to give you your memories back because i care i mean i guess it's not bad but it's a little brainwashy you're just destroying who she is as a person because it's inconvenient to you. I mean, also, she's killing people. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, to to what to what degree is one's sense of self, you know, is altering that a bad thing? I mean, I, I I don't I don't feel like what he does is a moral wrong. I don't feel like it's a moral failing to uh, break into someone's brain and alter them. That's literally what she's doing to him. To to put up a block against someone who's doing that. Mm. But she's doing it with his permission. He doesn't know he's going to lose a memory every time he makes a wish. So no, she's not. Okay. I don't know. It feels more... Not malicious, but... And I know, I know. It's, it's the thing with telepathy, but like... To what degree are you allowed to alter who a person is before it's basically just sort of a long way around murder? Well, you can't... Well, okay, but he's acting in self-defense. So I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't matter if it's murder or not. That is true. I'm sorry, we're so, so off base here. Okay, so then the kids... The kid runs off with, uh... With Phoebe and Prue. There's a bunch of other kids, too. Apparently the nothingness has been picking them off. Uh, when you're in the dimension, you're trapped in basically this one park. This one park is the entire dimension. The nothingness sort of exists around the edges and it hunts for prey or whatever. And the kid's all like, are you going to save us? Oh, we've been waiting for someone to save us. I am just an innocent child. So... (sighs) I really, really feel like... Oh, you know what? I think I realized one of the things that bugs me about this episode. Okay. Uh, you know rom-coms where everything could be solved with a conversation and it doesn't happen and it's so frustrating? hmm Like, this all could have been solved with a conversation with the ice cream man. Yeah. I... Uh... So, Piper is starting to get worried outside of the ice cream dimension because it's been several hours, possibly a day, and Prue and Phoebe never came back. The guy who was like staring at her earlier comes into the bar and he's like hey hey do you believe in magic do you like ice cream what what, what's going on and and piper's like i really i look you seem like a perfectly nice guy but i don't really have time for this and also we're not open so i don't know why i said you seem like a perfectly nice guy you just broke into my place of business and they're interrogating me yeah also, she's like, uh, look, I'm engaged, but um, maybe you can come back and creep out on my sisters later. And he's like, you have sisters? We should all get together. I, okay, is being a creep a prerequisite for this angelic ice cream man job? Because I know it's at the end of the episode, it's supposed to be, oh no, he was just trying to see if they were the charmed ones so they could help him become the new ice cream man but it doesn't really seem like he needed their help at all 
It just seems like he's being a creep for no reason. Well, he's trying to discern if they're the charmed ones without being like, hey, in case they're not, without being like, hey, magic's real. Are you a witch? And and the best way was to do weird... Do you, does your fiancé like to hang out? Does your fiancé like to hang out with your sister? What? What is that? What is? What are they going for with this character? I don't get it. No, I know. I, I hate it. It's terrible. But it's kind of like the, like, hey... Do you party? You cool? Is your friend cool? When you're when you don't want to when you don't want to say drugs. <laughs> why why is he seeking out the charmed ones in the first place? He should be looking for the ice cream man. I think he's actually seeking out Leo. But also the isn't isn't Hallowell Manor like on the Nexus? Isn't it like a known thing? Can't he just go knock on the door and be like, "Hey, I'm a new servant of the elders i guess for lack of a better term also apparently the elders set up this whole angelic ice cream man system (laughs) oh my god this you know what i said this was a nothing episode this episode is so terrible but it's it's weird because it's terrible this is a result of like it being four or five drafts away from being a decent episode oh my god also it's weird because it's a pretty straightforward story, but I also feel like they're doing way too many things in it. Yes. Yes. They're somehow doing both too much and not enough. I I just, I just, like, go to the manor and knock on the door and be like, hey, I'm the new ice cream man and apparently I'm supposed to ask Leo for help. Can I, like, wait in your living room until he orbs in? Because Leo seems to kind of know who this guy is, or at least he, like, figures it out in very short order. Could the elders not send Leo, like, a white lighter I am or something? Like, I... I, This whole white lighter system is terribly done. Like, if Leo was supposed to shepherd this guy, then that, like... Leo should have been given a dossier and sent to this guy's place of residence to help him out if that was his job piper also seems very she's she's massively underplaying this because he's basically got her cornered alone in her bar i mean the the, we, we see the bar backs moving around i guess but i would personally assume demon with the way he's acting around her though Mm. i mean maybe she's assuming that a uh a demon would be more forthcoming with his intentions i don't know they just dealt with cole that's true they did Although cole was charming and suave maybe she's like okay this guy's too awkward to be a demon he's not outright attacking me or being charming at all yeah so back in the ice cream dimension phoebe's like you couldn't have a boy band tune stuck in your head like everyone else at this moment, Phoebe, you think you're saving actual human children from a monster. Come right? on. Right? Okay, so Phoebe touches one of the trees and has a past monition, a a memory of Prue as a child being trapped here and being rescued by their dad. Mm. And Prue's like, our dad would never rescue me. Also other things wrong with it i mean okay i mean the biggest thing wrong with this 
and this has been a thing. I, this isn't something wrong with it. It's just a fact of the show is that Phoebe's premonitions are jerks because it would have been so easy for her premonition to be like, hey, these kids are demons and then they could get out of there, show over. But no, <laughs> no, the premonition has to be like, I'm going to suck you deeper into this, even though I know you have the wrong idea about everything. So back at the manor, Leo orbs in and Piper's like, uh, you know, two of your charges have been missing all day. And Leo's like, I'm sure it's nothing. Come on. They're, they're busy women. And, and Piper's like, can you just do that white lighter thing where you psychically reach out and check on them? And he's like, oh wait, they're gone. They, they don't exist in this dimension at all. Whoops. Shouldn't there have been, like, some alarm that went off when that happened? That's the sort of thing I feel like you should be aware of as a white lighter, right? Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) So, there are three children now in the ice cream dimension that have not been eaten by the nothingness. Two boys and a girl. And they're like, please save us. We're innocent human children. And the evil ice cream man is going to feed us to the nothing. And the evil non-evil the angelic ice cream man pokes his head out of the bush and is is like no you don't know the forces you're messing with you don't know what you're doing if you let them out i could give you more information but i'm not going to for some reason he's like i i know that you're the charmed ones but I'm just going to lead you here to where the exit is and assume that you will get out and not bring the children out with you. No, don't. I, 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 I don't, I, I, I have no words. Like, he specifically leads Prue and Phoebe to the door because he knows that they are good and should not be eaten by the nothing right and then like use your words man seriously and as soon as the demon kids you know get out the ice cream man's like no don't he comes out too and one of the demon kids like grabs him and melts his skin off and throws him back into the uh ice cream truck and they're like okay wait but if the demon kids could always do that how did any of them get sucked in oh i guess he wasn't playing the music yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, he wasn't playing the music, and presumably they didn't have those powers, and they, like the Charmed Ones, they didn't have their powers in the ice cream dimension. And then the kid, like, turns to Prue and is like, truly, this is a disturbing timeline. <laughs> God. Like that one episode of uh, Treehouse Simpsons, of Horror yeah. and the Simpsons. But Prue's like, oops, we did a bad thing. Our bad. Whoopsie doodles. Sorry, dead ice cream man. Maybe if you had used your goddamn words. So, Leo is useless, right? Be be specific. I mean, yes in general, but be specific. Okay, so now they're back in this dimension. It's the next morning. Piper is still telling Leo how upset she is that she hasn't seen her sisters all night. And Leo's like, hey, don't worry. I'm sure they'll walk through the door any second. And then they do. Leo has done nothing. Leo didn't even notice, apparently, that they were back in this dimension. Yeah, shouldn't he have been, like, psychically looking for them, or... Right, and then been like, oh wait, they're back! Whatever happened to them, they're back. They're back, and they're distressed. And also, I'm their white lighter, so I have the ability to orb directly to where they are now that they're back in this dimension. Leo is useless. Also, shouldn't Leo know about the whole ice cream thing? I, I just... Okay, anyway... So, 
Piers like, we need to look up ice cream trucks in the Book of Shadows. And Piper's like, oh, it's gonna wait. be one of those episodes. Okay, but wait, wait. Before that happens, Piper's so happy to see her sisters that they do, like, a, an, oh my god, thank god you're back group hug. Mm-hmm. And then Leo, like, awkwardly globs onto the back of the group hug. Like, what is going on with Brian Krause this week? So... This, this... This is why Piper can't figure out what's going on with the creeper. Her fiance is such a weird creeper that it's just like reset her normal. Yeah, then they go look in the Book of Shadows. Yeah, they go look for ice cream men, which I I, I just, I can't imagine not feeling like an asshole being the Hollowell who had to write that entry. <laughs> By the way, if you've ever seen an ice cream man who's abducting children... He's probably an angelic ice cream man luring demon children. Don't worry about or, it. Or at least, like, double check it first. Okay, so there's also this weird thing with the... There's a weird thing with the ice cream man where he's, like... He has to be a mortal guy. Because, A-mortal. Yeah, a-mortal. Because only uh, mortals can open the door between the two dimensions for some reason. Okay. That's... Okay, that feels like a flaw in the... Okay, whatever. That's why Prue's dad was the only one who could rescue her. That's why she was rescued by her dad in the flashback. Because it takes a mortal to travel between the two dimensions for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, we see the picture of the ice cream truck in the Book of Shadows. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we're supposed to see, like, there, there are three different ice cream trucks, and I think they're supposed to look progressively more modern, so we know that like, this is a thing that has always been going on. Mm. But you bringing up the <laughs> the asshole who had to write this in yeah. makes me wonder, was she, like, I, I, clearly to do the latest illustration, it had to be a relatively modern Hallowell who did it. Was she, like, I should draw a it bunch of... It had to be, like, Graham's. Right, right. So it was Graham's like, I should draw a bunch of old trucks, too, so that when my granddaughters see this, they understand that this thing has been around forever. I don't know. Ice cream trucks. Well, maybe each progressive generation of Hollowell just had to draw what ice cream trucks look like now. But then they, they had to, like... to go back to the page and draw... You leave space because you're like, this is clearly only the beginning of ice cream trucks. Clearly they're going to change with time, so I'm going to leave space in the book so that they could illustrate future ice cream trucks. Oh. Oh. So, yeah, they're, they realize that the music draws the children in and proves like, like moths to a flame. And Phoebe's like, more like moths to a nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> That's not a clever turn of phrase, Phoebe. What is even happening? You're just saying words. Well, because the nothing is the thing. But what, what is happening? What is happening? Oh, God, now you've got me thinking about the Hallowell who had to write this entry in. Oh, and also Phoebe's like, Phoebe's like, Remember when the demons look like demons and the innocents look like innocents? And first of all, um... No. Cole? Yeah, Cole. Cole. Also, demons normally look like people until it's time for them to turn into demons and kill you. Also, though, this reminds me of the line from the Buffy episode. <laughs> Lie to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. At the end... Th- that speech. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of getting a little welled up thinking about it where... At the end, Buffy says to Giles, lie to me. And he says, you know, Uh, he says, you know, the monsters always look like monsters and the good guys always look like good guys and the good guys always win. Yeah. 
it's the episode where uh, uh, a friend from Buffy's old school comes to town and uh, she finds out that he's trying to get turned into a vampire because he has... Because he's, yeah, because he's he, dying. He's dying. He has a degenerative brain disease and he uh, he wants to escape that and becoming a vampire is the only thing that he can come up with. And, uh, you know, she ends up having to kill him and, uh, you know, dead leads into the lie to me speech because he's like i don't think he was a bad person i think he did a bad thing because he was scared and i don't think he should have been yeah it it feels wrong that he had to be punished for trying to make the best of a bad situation right and i mean that's the lie to me speech right and i mean he was already marked for death like it was yeah anyway to quote mst3k uh, stop making me remember a much better show in the middle of your shitty show. <laughs> okay. Anyway. You need a minute? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So, Prue feels all guilty because they got the current angelic ice cream man fried by the demon children when he was just trying to help them escape and also there's a bunch of demonic children who are going around killing people now i mean to be fair they were already running around they'd only gotten sucked in like recently yeah so yeah they bring up phoebe's past munition because they're like wait if phoebe saw me in the playground with our dad and now our dad is in town i guess that means that we're supposed to use him to figure out what to do and open the door and push the children back into it which again just feels like so many extra steps when her premonition could have just told her in the first place that those kids are evil and then they could have left and none of this would be happening yeah we're, we're really taking a long route around also wouldn't it have made more sense for her premonition to show her the new ice cream man like, the whole reason they need to get their dad involved is because they need a mortal to operate the truck, but, like, it's the new Ice Cream Man's destiny to open and operate the truck. Shouldn't it have just... Well, I just, I feel like if it was going to show her anything, especially if it was going to show her, like, something from the past, it should have shown her one of the little kids, like, doing something demonic so that she could see it was a demon. <sighs> yeah, this... Phoebe's power really sucks. It's I know. Her... That... It feels like her power is actively malicious. Like, her power seems to be working against her most of the time. <laughs> it's giving her the most roundabout-ass solution to this problem. It easily could have cut off at the head. But we we cut to the demon children, because the sisters are like, I guess we need to talk to our dad so that he can something something operate the truck to recapture the children we let out and this is when phoebe admits that she had gotten an i am from their dad so she's like yeah i actually know how to get in touch with him so i definitely wasn't looking up my demonic boyfriend i pretended to kill oh i mean i that i definitely killed i definitely vanquished cole so we cut from them deciding to talk to their dad to the demonic children this scene is really weird one of them has been going around just killing ice cream men, and they're standing over his the body of his most recent victim having a conversation about how that's the dumb way to find the ice cream truck. But, like, I, I, I don't get why we don't see the body. It's shot really awkwardly, so we don't see this body but i'm like see i think and we talked about this when we were watching the episode i think they shot it this way because 
some standards and practices memo was like, hey, whenever possible, don't portray children as murderers, even if they're demons. Although... It seems weird that they're stand they're talking about the guy he killed while they're standing over the guy he killed, but we're not seeing the guy for some we're not even seeing like shoes. Like he he killed him and hid him behind a bush, but like No, it's very awkward, which is why my only my only suggestion for why they would choose to do it in such an awkward manner is that it was like a standard and practices note. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, they they're trying to find the ice cream truck, so the one kid is going around killing ice cream men at random (laughs) also as as prue pointed out earlier it's weird that an ice cream truck was out at this time of year oh i thought you were going to bring up the fact that they already killed the ice cream man so why not just leave (laughs) oh okay that's true too no i was going to bring up a totally different issue which is the ice cream truck you're looking for is the one without an ice cream man because you already killed him also the truck would be in the place you left it, in the alley. Why do you think it would be somewhere else now? I mean, maybe these are children. Like, I mean, they're demons. But maybe they are child demons because th- these are these are these are eight-year-old level plans. Okay. So. I, I do like that. I do like the casual evilness of the children, where they're like, "Look, killing is fun. I get it, but we have to be smart because otherwise the charmed ones will come vanquish us." Yeah, sure. So, one one of the demons tells one of the other demons. He's like, "Okay, look, just clean up the body. We're gonna set a trap for the charmed ones." Look, you're you're all stupid except me. I'm the best actor. That's why they gave me all the lines. Yeah. So that demon, who, by the way, when I said I looked up the kids, mm-hmm. he was in Spy Kids, but he wasn't a he wasn't one of the main Spy Kids. So I, I'm actually anticipating someone telling me that, as somebody who who is not a, a connoisseur of the Spy Kids franchise, to be like, wait, no, he's not the Spy Kid, but he's a very important Spy Kid, because as you say, he is the best actor of the three children. Mm. But he tells them, you know, clean up this mess, and the the girl demon child is like, ooh, yay, I get to burn up the body now, and she does with, like, her heat breath. And I'm just like, who put him in charge? Like, but whatever. Like you said, best actor of the three Mm. children. Okay, so the sisters go back to the club to talk about their next move, and the new angelic ice cream man guy comes up and he's like hey 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 ladies what are you doing you hanging out you like hanging out and piper's like oh my god do i have to call the cops and leah's like wait a sec i can sense something about this young man and uh the guy's like do you want to hang out and leah's like i will hang out with you and he guides the guy off he's like i just wanted to sit for a spell get it get it a spell Bell, does that make you think anything? <sighs> anyway, Leo leads Caleb is his name. Leo leads Caleb away and New Dad shows up. New Dad shows up and Phoebe runs up and gives him a hug and uh, let's talk a little bit about New Dad. New Dad is older than 
classic dad. <laughs> yes. He's, uh, he's a little schlubbier. He's more dad-shaped. Yeah, he's, he's, he's actually, he's, he's skinnier than what you would normally classify as a dad bod. Mm. And he's got, like, his hair is more graying. He's got, he's got stubble in a schlubby way, not a sexy, rakish way. So, okay, let, let's talk a little bit about the differences between Victor Hollowell and Victor Bennett. Because while they are both generic businessman men... Uh-huh. Victor Hallowell was a bad guy. He was like a corporate raider. Specific, specifically in the one episode, which is, I'm guessing, deeply non-canon now, he was a bad businessman who was always in debt because he did schemes that went poorly. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons the demons tried the demons of that episode tried to get him, you know as their mole was because he needed money and that was one of the reasons uh or because he usually needed money and that was one of the reasons Prue was suspicious mm-hmm. when he came to town with money he was a really skeevy guy who couldn't be trusted and that was sort of why we see one of a few reasons we saw uh, him and Patty falling out in the episode when they went back to the 70s we didn't see him in that episode, but Patty was in the middle of breaking up with him because he was not a trustworthy man. This Victor Bennett, Victor Bennett, Victor Bennett, has a solid job and is a solid employment uh, guy. Guy, in in that he is even offered a job here in San Francisco so that he can be near his girls, but have a steady paycheck, having. Not getting involved in Scheme's job. And I feel like this is the episode that really firmly establishes that he did not want to leave his daughters. That he was forced out by Grams. Mm-hmm. Which was definitely not the situation in... Right. in in For Victor Hallowell, it was just, oh, that's that's just how this guy is. He comes in and out of their lives. And it's pointed out that they sent him letters that he never responded to, that there were lines of communication that he was actively choosing not to use, which is not the impression we get with New Dad. New Dad was forced to leave by Grams. He always wanted to be a part of uh, his girls' lives, but couldn't. Right, and and specifically he was forced out by Grams because they disagreed about the way to raise... The Charmed Ones, the way to, to raise children who were also witches. Are we supposed to think that that happened after their mom died? No, I think that was before their mom died. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, it's weird that Grams had that much power over Victor. I mean, I know she did because she's a witch, but like... Okay, so I, I feel like... I've always gotten an Endora, Samantha, Darren vibe from Patty, Grams, and New Dad. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with the leverage of having children that you don't know, that you feel so unable to care for because it's so outside of your wheelhouse. Look, hey, look, we're back around to... Why there are horror movies about children because people are afraid of children. Mm. Yeah, but having these three children and not knowing what to do because it's so outside of your experience, I can see how that would shift the balance of power so that 
I almost said Andorra, so that Grahams is able to push him out. Because I get the impression from the story he tells, because they, you know, everyone's hugging except for Prue, because Prue's mad at Dad still. Prue, Prue doesn't like her dad. Ruh, 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 Dad. But Prue's like, look, we just need you to tell us what happened. We need to know what happened with me and you and the ice cream truck dimension when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And Victor's like, yeah, I was, I was watching you. Uh, your mom had Piper and Phoebe and was probably pregnant with Paige, but let's not get into that. <laughs> uh, it's weird because I feel like they're still together in the story because he's watching Prue specifically at the manor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were together. He was, he was still with Patty at that, at that time. But this is sort of how he got kicked out. And I assumed he left after the whole Sam thing. The whole white light, the whole Patty cheating on him with her white lighter thing. I don't think he did leave. I, I, I don't think he, I don't think he left after he was cheated on. Well, we also know he was kind of, again, it's the old continuity. He was kind of out of the picture when she got pregnant with, like he was on his way out when she got pregnant with Phoebe. So I guess she wouldn't have been cheating with Sam. Oh, so do you, so maybe she's not pregnant with Paige at this time. Maybe she doesn't get pregnant with Paige until he's gone. Yeah. That could be. Uh, I don't think that is, though, because when he finds out about Leo and Piper, it, it feels like an old wound where he's like, oh. Well, before he finds out that Leo's a white lighter, he warns him that white lighters will steal your wife, that you have to keep an eye out for white lighters. Yeah, so see, that makes me think that Patty was still with him when she and Sam started having an affair. You know what? We're putting so much more thought into the timeline than anyone who writes on this show ever did. Let's let's put all of that timeline stuff aside until we get to the page stuff, and then we can delve back into it. Anyway, his story goes as such. So, uh, Prue was homesick while uh, Patty was out with the other girls or possibly piper and a fetus uh victor was home alone watching uh prue no grams he put her to bed and then fell asleep i guess prue got out of the house because she saw a little boy disappearing into an ice cream truck she went to help him victor didn't notice until she was getting sucked into the well he fell asleep right so he fell asleep and keep in mind in this story Prue is, like, five. Yeah. Like, it's okay to fall asleep with a five-year-old in the house and not assume they're going to run out the door, which is what she does. Okay, okay, okay. But he was too asleep to stop her from running out the door, but then was awake enough to see her getting sucked into the ice cream truck, presumably seconds later. Well, I, I assume her leaving is the thing that kind of woke him up, but she was already at the door. And then he, like, is just right behind her. Okay. Yeah, I, it, it, all, just, it all tracks for me. Yeah, so he, he followed her into the ice cream dimension and, you know, saved her by getting her out because mortals can come and go as they please. I really feel like they didn't actually need to talk to Victor for this. This all seems like information they already had, but okay, whatever. I know, right? This is all already in the book. But yes, they're going to use him 
to fight the demonic children because a mortal man needs to be the one to operate the uh, ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. A mortal man needs to play the cord, the devil's cord, which will attract the demon children and then suck them into the blah, 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 blah. Uh, so Prus- not, not to be on Grams's side because, you know, Grams is kind of an evil character. Uh-huh. But- I understand her being upset that she that he let Prue run into the street, and like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It it feels like just bad parenting, even if you got rid of all of the other stuff. Uh huh. It feels like bad parenting that he had to watch Prue for an afternoon, and she immediately ran out of the house and got abducted. Five minutes. I mean, that does sound bad. Especially when you put it like that. I do have a problem blaming him completely, though, because it's it's not the kind of thing that you would think to protect against. She was sick. Stopping your small child from leaving the house by herself? She was sick in bed. He had no reason to think that she was going to see an abduction happen outside the window and run after it. I'm just saying it's not terrifically hard to stay conscious for a short period of time. I I guess. I I feel like you should have a conscious especially if your kid is sick, you should have at least one conscious adult in the house. I I don't blame Grams for being like, "Okay, I'm not comfortable leaving the children with you." Yes, although you're you're looking at this from like a completely mortal perspective, mm-hmm. and Grams's issue is that Victor can't protect them against supernatural threats, which is also true. Even even though what we're talking about here is specifically a threat that only a mortal can deal with. In fact, the next day, well, I'm assuming Grams wouldn't have fallen asleep, or. Alternatively, would have just telekinetically stopped Prue from getting into the van. Right. Or alternatively, known what the situation was and talked to the ice cream man. I mean, if, if you're saying that this could have been solved by using their words, the ice cream man could have already solved it. Yes. Really, honestly, this is just a very bad system for catching demon children if anyone can get sucked into the ice cream truck. You know what? This is on the elders. <laughs> What what kind of weird-ass system is this for catching demon children? This is a terrible idea. It's terrible. The elders suck. So, they're walking to the alley where the abandoned ice cream truck is, and Victor's like, I never wanted to leave you girls. Your grandmother made me with magic. And Phoebe's like, I never thought that you left us by choice, Dad. Remember, that's why I followed you to New York and then why I met with you in secret the first time that you came to town and we had that really awkward conversation where you were naked for some reason. It was really uncomfortable. I'm sorry to keep bringing it up, but... It was really uncomfortable! It was a weird choice. A lot of people had to make that choice. Like, that was scripted, that was shot, and nobody thought maybe that was a weird thing to do. Anyway, they make it to the alley, but ruh-oh, demon children attack! Yep, and then, so the the truck is gone, the children are there and they attack, and then they run off, and they decide that they have to stay and wait for the truck, so Prue's gonna stay and wait for the truck. 
Prue, Prue, they think that the demonic children might have hidden it magically, so Prue's going to search for it while Phoebe and Piper fight the children. So Phoebe specifically sets it up this way so that Prue is left alone with their dad because she thinks that this will help them heal their divide, which actually it does. Yeah, but like... I mean, Phoebe's right. Phoebe's right, but... She she took a psychology class, Max! She knows what she's doing! Victor, uh, as Prue is trying to mystically search for the truck, Victor points out that they're in a no-parking zone and it was probably towed, which is a... It, it's funny. It's a very mortal thing, too. It, like, it, it well, fits thematically with what we're doing here. Which he points out. He's like, look, not everything has a magic cause. And he points to the sign. So... He he's trying to smooth things over with Prue and Prue's like, I don't have time for this, Victor. I I need to I need to do my job and uh and Victor's like, You remind me so much of your mom because the job was always the most important thing to her too and I'm like, Really? The job and banging her white lighter. <laughs> I mean I believe that with Grams. I feel like the job was never the big thing with Patty. <laughs> Again, we don't really get enough Patty to Yeah. But from what we've seen of Patty and Grams' interactions, Patty always seemed to like she was more of a okay, let's get this over with person when it comes to magic. Mm, yeah, that's true. Which makes sense if 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 Grams is your mom, I can see that. Mm. So he they find the ice cream truck in the tow yard and Prue's like, Okay, open the door. Just hold the handle and imagine the mystical door and then open the door. And he does and he's like, Wow thanks for coaching me through magic and she's like shut up it's my job i'm not doing this to help you i'm just doing my job and then they find the dying ice cream man in the the mystical playground and prue's like i am so sorry we got you killed and he's like it's not your fault you thought you were saving innocence and i couldn't tell you what the situation was for no good reason (laughs) He also says, by the way, it's okay if I die, but you need to live because if you die, then everything will be ruined. And I'm just like, I'm just. It's important with- that you, Prue Hollowell, survive. The fate of the world hinges on the survival of you, Prudence Hollowell. Everything will end if you die. Your life is the only important thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he mentions that uh, if he dies, then another one will be called. It's no big deal. Well, he's well, that's what he says. I can be replaced. You can't. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you have an illegitimate half-sister out there who can reform the Charmed Ones. I mean, honestly, it really does sort of feel like Paige's birth should have borked up the whole Charmed thing. It does. Yeah. We'll get to that when we get to Paige. Yeah. So he, he gives them, like, the thing to fix the truck so they can fix the truck and, like, suck the kids back in. I really feel like the ice cream man should, like, have more power in his own thing. It Like, it really seems like this guy is set up to be murdered. Like... He is. He's a sacrifice. He has the, he has the devil's cord and he has, like, the ability to open the portal thing, but, like... Really, this guy is incredibly vulnerable. I mean, I think that's part of the deal, right? It's part of why only a mortal can do this. Like, a person who is willing to lay down their life to suck these children into the nothingness is the only person who can do it. 
And that's why you go through a lot of ice cream men. So Phoebe and Piper have been following the children and Piper's like, are what what's exactly our plan here? Neither of us have finishing moves yet and and Phoebe's like, whatever. We're we're about I can kickbox them. They're yeah. just children. They're literally children. We're bigger than them. We could just beat them up. They have power. You saw you saw that kid melt that guy. But I mean they all... didn't. Phoebe did. Phoebe was there for that. When they melted the guy? Yeah. Oh oh the the, the ice cream yeah. Okay. Yeah, the ice cream man, not the other ice cream <laughs> man they melted. Got it, got it. But a bunch more demon children show up and Phoebe's like, uh oh, we're outnumbered and that somehow changes the situation. I mean we were outnumbered before, but we were only outnumbered a little bit. Before there was three, but now there are like five. So that that really alters this situation. Yeah, so they're trying to make it ominous where we like see the footsteps of the children. And they're doing the like warriors thing where they're like making the noise to freak them out. But Okay, okay, I kind of love this because Phoebe's like, we'll be okay. You have the power to freeze. And then the little girl blows Piper across the parking lot and she just whams right into the ground. Yep, yep. Now it's just now it's just the one sister with no active power surrounded hey. by children. I know hey, she, she can, can levitate. levitate. <laughs> also, why didn't Piper I feel like you should lead with the freezing thing. Just always be freezing. <laughs> ABF. Always, always be, be freezing. freezing. Okay, the ice cream man is really stupid. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Okay, but you have a guy who lures evil children into the nothing with the song that is called The Devil's Chord. Why did they not make the ice cream man just one variation of a series of protectors who protect against demon children and bring in, like, the Pied Piper of Hamlet? Oh my god, that would have been so much better. I mean, I guess that's kind of what they're touching on with The Devil's Chord. But yeah, no, that would have been having him as a Pied Piper... You know what? I'm going back on what I, I, I think I said earlier that this... I feel like this actually could have been a pretty good episode if they had just worked it more. It's not the worst concept ever. It's a weird concept. But... Okay, I think I get I get more angry at episodes that could have been good with three more drafts than episodes that are like, no, you should have scrapped that. So, yeah. yeah. So, they get out of the... As they're getting out of the uh, dimension, because they... Um, after the ice cream man gets nom nom nommed by the nothing, Victor reopens the thing. Could have done that a little earlier, dude, but whatever. Victor reopens the portal so that they can get out. And then the nothing grabs Prue and Victor grabs her and she's like, Daddy! Daddy! Even though she'd been calling him Victor the whole episode because I guess somehow this situation changes their entire dynamic, whatever. Where this is Now she loves her dad. And her dad's like, with the power of your love, my dad arms are strong enough to pull you out of this dimension. And they both fall back into the real world. And, and now that they're in the real world, uh, new dad is going to fix the truck and put the devil's cord back into the truck. Because that is definitely the job for a dad. And... Proves just telekinetically throwing children all over the place. As well, well, the one main kid is about to is about to burn Victor up like he burned up the ice cream man. And then Prue telekinetically swats him away because she does love her dad. And then the music works and all the kids get sucked into the frozen wasteland playground. And then the charmed woman's heroically murder a bunch of children. <laughs> yep, yep. And then Leo shows up with Caleb and is like, hey, this creeper is the guy who's going to keep murdering children now that the other creeper's dead. So, uh... <laughs> Yay! 
happy endings all around, I guess? Okay. That's great. I sure whatever and and this is when caleb explains the thing that we've been saying which is that he was just trying to figure out if they were the charmed ones without asking them any direct questions and was terrible at it why did he need the charmed ones for this what what i just i i i i i i don't get the point because it feels like this character was introduced as like a red herring or something i mean yeah, but a red herring to what? We'd already seen the creeper. And the demonic children, and, like, what was the point of this character? Again, needed, like, two or three more drafts. Okay, so... But that's the Ice Cream Man plot all wrapped. I guess that wraps everything up in a neat little bow. Yes, he uh, shoves over the corpse of his... the guy he, Of his predecessor. And, and takes his coat. And takes his coat, puts it on, and uh, then drives off to go murder more children. Yay! And then we wrap up all the family stuff in the Hallowell Manor when Victor is like, Hey, I, uh, I'm i going to move to San Francisco and be a presence in your life once or twice a season now. <laughs> Expect to see a lot more of Victor. Victor's going to be here all the time. Yeah. And, like, he hugs Phoebe and he, like does the dad thing with Piper where he's like, how much do you know about this Leo guy? I'm I'm pulling rank. I'm going to meet him while holding a shotgun in Piper's Look, life. Look, it's annoying enough when dads do that when they're involved in their daughter's lives. You don't get to come into your daughter's life. I don't care why you left. You don't get to come back after a decade and pull that crap. Yeah, it's the worst. And then he, like, looks at Prue and he's, like, not sure if he should hug her or not. And she's like, bye, daddy. I'll miss you. And gives him a hug. I've done a complete 180 from the beginning of this episode which was about 90 degrees from where I was before. Yeah. Because I totally hated you at the beginning of the show. I got kind of over it, but now I, I you're my favorite person ever. I love my daddy. I'm going to wear my daddy's girl sweatshirt until Shaxx blows me through a wall. Yep. And that's, that's the end of the episode. Oh, also, Phoebe's like, so are you going to go to Justin's family reunion now that you don't have problems with dads anymore? And Prue's like, right that was a thing credits wait who <laughs> so i'm i i my, my 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 feelings on this episode have shifted a bunch in actually talking about it it's a nothing same here it's a nothing episode when you watch it like this episode you blink and it's over it is a nothing episode but 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 analysis is not this episode's friend <laughs> This episode does not withstand scrutiny. But important continuity, we now have New Dad. Yay, New Dad. Yeah, New Dad. Yay. So, the episode that we have next time Mm -hmm. is Blinded by the White Lighter. (laughs) An ancient warlock begins obliterating the witches of the world. Which is the plot of this show. I I mean, we've already done those. Whatever, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, that's a, that's an incredibly generic, uh... Yeah. Is this one of the ones where, like, Piper and Liam switch powers, or... I, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember. We'll see. It doesn't have a... It doesn't have an angelic ice cream man, that's the important thing. <laughs> Accurate. So, I believe that will take us to our segments. We have our own power of three. 
I believe the first power in our pack is Premonition, where we look into the past, present, and future and see who is, was, or will become famous. Uh, the guy who played the Ice Cream Man. You will recognize him if you've seen a Bill Lawrence show. He plays the creepy guy in basically every Bill Lawrence show. Not Ted. Not Ted. Not Ted. He's, uh, he's the doctor who roofies people and scrubs. Not the doctor who murders his wife. Not the doctor who murdered his wife. Uh, Dr. Mickhead. But he's the doctor who roofies Dr. Cox and Jordan and also roofies a bunch of other people and it's played for laughs that he's very, very creepy because the past was a mistake. And he's the creepy neighbor in Cougar Town. Yeah, Tom. Tom. His, the actor's name is Bob Clendenin. 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 Yeah, Bob Clendenin. I mean, he's good in those roles. I feel bad that he's always cast as the creepy guy, but eh. he gets some laughs. He gets... <laughs> uh, he, he, he figured out his niche. Yeah. And New Dad looks like Victor Garbo, but isn't. Victor Garbo, right? The Garber. Bi- Garber. Yeah, the big ear guy from Alias and other things. He was the king in um, Brandy Cinderella. Brandy's Rogers. Victor Garber was. Victor Garber, yeah. No, this guy was in nothing. But he looks like the dollar store version of Victor Garber. I can kind of see that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that that is our premonition. As I said, I looked up because I was like, ooh, maybe one of these kids is famous. No. No. No, they are not. Our next segment is Time Freeze. What specifically dated this episode? Oh, uh... Phoebe getting an IM from her dad. Oh, my God. That whole... uh, uh, Chat messages! Obviously the whole laptop, but the whole, the chat thing was just, wow. Do you think it was like a connectivity thing was the reason she had to be in the kitchen? Like, do you think she had to plug it into the internet wall jack? Oh, right, because the Wi-Fi wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Weird. Yes. Okay. Complaint retracted. So yeah, that is my time freeze is just her laptop in general. Huh. Yeah, because the last time she used it, Prue talked about her tying up the phone lines, so. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, no, I'm going with the more specific getting an instant message. Yes. And our last segment, telekinesis. What, if anything, genuinely moved you? Oh, that's easy. Thinking about Giles' speech from Lie to Me. Yeah, that's... I, I, I got choked up! <laughs> it's a very good speech. It is a good speech. Uh, no, I mean, I know that sounds really... Sorry, but no, nothing, nothing, nothing charmed related. And uh, I, I personally spent a lot of this episode tapping into our secret fourth power, astral projection. What was so cringeworthy it made you want to physically leave your body? Angelic ice cream man who lures in demonic children to kill them. Yeah. Also, everything with Caleb. What was up with that? Like, oh my god, okay, I, I was like, this episode wasn't really bad enough for me to, to astral project. No, every scene with Caleb made me astral project. Yes. I, I don't like, I, I understand what they were going for, they just didn't get there. Mm. Yeah. So I believe that will about do it. Yeah, I think that'll do it for this week. Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of our supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maracruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, and Dan. 
If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you should join our Facebook group, Welcome to Television. We can also be contacted at I love TV zines on Twitter or at I love television zines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Tina. And I'm Max. And this has been Welcome to Halliwell Manor. Bye.